You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and this is The Wellness Prescription, brought to you by Healthy Planet. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host from her home studio is Dr. Claudia McKella. Well, it's finally here. The kids are heading back to school. Let's start with some advice for sending the kids back and what you're doing with your own children. Morning, Tina. I can't believe it's Labor Day weekend and things are going to change yet again for all of us. I can't believe it. It's like the time flew like crazy. I'm with Um, you there. So many (laughs) people, right? I I mean, there's a big joke all over social media that I can't believe March break is finally over. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Um, But it's it's good. I, I feel like this is a good time. I feel like my kids are ready and I'm sure lots of kids are ready, but I'm getting so many questions from my patients, from people reaching out to me, asking me what I'm doing with my kids uh, in terms of getting them back to school. And so many people are sharing their concerns. So I honestly have really mixed emotions about it. I'm so excited for my kids to get back into the swing of things. I feel like they need routine. They need to see their friends. They need homework more importantly, mm-hmm. but I'm nervous about having them be with other kids all day, and I'm worried about the spread of COVID and this potential second wave. And I think that potential of the second wave is certainly front and center for so many parents and so many people in our community. Have you had conversations with your children about following those safety protocols, about wearing their masks, and how to, you know, be socially distant when you have to be? So we've discussed at length their behavior at school and in social circles and how that's going to have to change. They, I feel like they understand what it all means because they've watched us renovate our clinic and make structural changes to another. So I feel they understand the severity of the situation as well as the importance of compliance. Um, but on that note, we're also trying to make it like just part of what we need to do as a community, as a family. And I'm trying not to put the fear in them. I'm trying to explain to them in a way that this is what we need to do right now and this is how we approach life situations. This is a real life situation, so I feel like it's a good lesson for them. And I'm trying not to get them into that fear state where they're afraid to leave the house and be with other people. It's a fine line, isn't it, between being anxious and nervous and yet going ahead and taking that next step into the new normal. It is. It's, it's a very, very mixed feeling that all parents have. Those parents, you know, have some of them have chosen to keep their kids at home, which I completely respect. My kids have actually opted to go back to school. So my daughter, Abby, who will be in grade six, will be attending school every day, all day. And my son, who's going into grade nine, has opted to go into the, um, the hybrid, where they're going in a couple of mornings a week, and then the rest of the education will be online. So they've made that choice, fully understanding what that requires. Well, if it's okay with you, any chance your kids are around and we could ask them directly how they feel about heading back? Oh, sure thing. Hang on. Let me just get them in the room. Hello, hello, everybody. Okay. Are you there? We're all here. Everyone's here. Um, Sebastian is going to answer a question first. He is 14, starting high school. Sebastian, say hello to listeners and to Tina. Good morning, everyone, and good morning, Tina. Well, good morning, Sebastian. You sound really great. You have a few days yet until grade 9 orientation, and gee, you know, I remember when my kids started in grade 9. That's a big deal on its own. Are you ready to start your high school years this way? 
very strange feeling to be going to be getting ready to go back to school. I'm actually excited about high school because I get to see my friends make new ones and have a schedule. I'm a bit anxious about the online portion of school because it's a new way for me to learn, but I think in a couple of weeks it, we will all get the hang of it. My mom loves the idea of homework, but I'm not so excited about that part of school. Yeah, and you're not alone there. The homework part isn't fun. And so do you have any idea of how it's going to work? Are you going to be there physically in the classroom for a few days and then at home for a few days? How does it work in terms of your schedule? Well, I think uh, for the first half of school, we're gonna be, it's going to be half and half. So a bit in school and a bit online. Uh, and it's going to be alternating days. So some, so some days I'm home at uh, some school and some days it's half and half. Wow, fantastic. And you, it sounds like, you know, you're really calm and ready and you want to see your friends. You want to be around them, right, physically in the same classroom with them. Is that right? Yeah, it's been long since, like, I've gotten together with my friends and seen them at school. And, like, I'm not really nervous because my cousin has already gone through grade 9, and she says it's not that bad. She says it's really fun. It really is. You're going to have a blast and enjoy your years in high school, no matter what they look like, because, you know, you're going to make some great memories there, and I know you're going to be fantastic. So good luck, and thank you for joining the show. Thank you so much, Tina. Well, Tina, you heard that firsthand. I had nothing to do with it. The homework is my favorite part and obviously not his. Um, But my daughter's here as well. This is Abby, and she's going into grade six. Morning, everyone, and morning, Tina. Hi, Abby. I am so happy to hear from you. I actually miss seeing you here in the studio. I know you've come into the studio a few times with your mom when we were recording here. Are you looking forward to actually being back in the classroom? I can't wait to go back to school. I'm really looking forward to seeing my friends and just being at school. We keep hearing about the new normal of wearing masks and social distancing and how strange it is, but I think we just need to be courageous and do what it takes to get back to routine. And on the positive note, I got to do some back-to-school shopping. (laughs) (laughs) See, there is a positive spin. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Do you know what the classroom is going to look like yet? Do you have any sense of, you know, how many other students are going to be with you in that grade six class? No, I'm not really sure, but I know that I have some friends in my class so far. That's great. That'll be good to know as well. And what about in terms of, I know, and I hope you're okay talking about this, but I also know that you do extracurricular activities. Are you able to get back to those, do you think, in the next couple weeks or months? Yes, I think so. You just have to like pull through and be cautious about the virus. Absolutely. And have you been practicing wearing a mask for a long period of time? I know that some parents, that's what they're doing with, you know, with their kids, no matter how old they are, is just getting used to wearing the mask for hours and hours because you're going to be in the classroom. You're going to be wearing it a lot longer than you have been probably in the last few weeks. So have you been getting used to it and how is it? I've been getting used to it and it's pretty good once you get like used to it. And it is hard, but you have to, like, pull through. But once you, like, wear a mask for, like, a long time, you kind of just get the hang of it. Now, you've been at home and not in the classroom since March, like most students in this province. 
you know, do you find that you really had a summer vacation or it didn't feel like you had a break and you are looking forward to getting back physically in that classroom? I really feel like we had a long, long break and I'm really looking forward to getting back to school. So like, because I want to get out of the house and like just go see my friends and just get back to learning. Absolutely. Abby, always great to talk to you. I miss you and uh, have a great school year, okay? Thank you so much, Tina. Have a great long weekend. Thank you. Dr. Claudia, they were amazing. (laughs) They are good, and uh, we are all excited about getting back to some sort of new normal and just making it part of what we do every day. And I know we had to get them up early for this show, so I thank them both for doing that. When we come back, the medical professionals weigh in with their advice for staying safe and positive as we begin this new school year. This is the Wellness Prescription. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059theregion or email us info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and this is The Wellness Prescription, brought to you by Healthy Planet. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. I'm Tina Cortez, and over to Dr. Claudia with today's guests, and we have a full house this morning. Yes, we do, Tina. Thank you so much. Joining us today are Dr. Carissa Simone and Dr. Justin DiDonato, who will be giving us a few tips on how we can calmly and confidently send our children back to school. Thank you guys both so much for joining us today. Yeah, good morning, Tina, Dr. Claudia. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for having us on. Yes, thank you for having us both. As a pediatrician and family medicine physician, we love to collaborate together to give medical advice to people of all ages. So we're both very happy to be on with you this morning. Well, that's the exact reason why you're both here. And so, Dr. Simone, a few weeks back, you gave us tips on how to keep your children's immune system in check. This week, we'd love to get tips on how we can encourage those kids who will be feeling anxious about going back to school. Yes, well, today let's start out by defining anxiety. Anxiety is your body's natural response to stress and is a normal reaction to certain events that may lie ahead. Like with COVID-19 and the changes going back to school, this anxiety response is normal. But when the anxiety becomes severe and interferes with your body's ability to function, then you now have what we would classify as pathologic anxiety. So despite this being a normal response for our children, anxiety can still be paralyzing while they are trying to deal with these strong emotions. So some of the things I like to recommend that parents do for children who are feeling a little more anxious um, is first and foremost to talk to them and talk to them often about their feelings. Speak to them in a calm and comforting voice and empathize with their anxious feelings so that they know they are not alone in what they are feeling. I like to recommend to parents that they start talking about the changes that we'll be seeing at school as well, like mask wearing, so that they can start to prepare for what to expect when they return. Some other techniques I like to recommend, one is a reframing technique. So when you're talking to your child, if your child expresses what is particularly worrying them, you can reframe that worry into a more positive thought. An example of that would be if your child says, I'm worried I'm going to get COVID-19 from school, you can rephrase the worry back to them and say, well, we have been healthy for the past several months because we have been wearing our masks and washing our hands, so we are going to keep doing that and we will continue to stay healthy. So it's that taking that worry and making it be a little bit more positive. 
Another thing that um, I like to recommend that can be helpful is helping your child develop a plan for when a fear pops into their head. An example of this would be if your child says, I'm worried I will lose my mask at school. You can help them come up with a plan and ask them, well, what would you do if that happens? And they would maybe respond with, well, I would tell my teacher. And then you can ask them, and what do you think your teacher would do? And hopefully the child would respond with, give me a new mask or help me find my mask or call my parent. Ultimately, the goal is to help your child think of a plan to help reduce the uncertainty if the fear were to pop into their head at school, what if I lose my mask? So with talking to our children, these are some different things we can pull into the conversation to make that conversation go a little bit more smoothly. I love that idea of having a plan B. I think that makes such sense. Now, what about in terms of their mental health? Do you think a return to the classroom is automatically, it will have a positive impact on their mental health? Well, the term mental health encompasses emotional, psychological, and social well-being. All of those things are included when we use the term mental health. And so right off the bat, from a social standpoint, yes, children getting some part of their routine back, going to school, and seeing their friends will have a positive effect on their mental health. But every child may respond differently to the changes they will be seeing at school on an emotional level, and that's why I continue to recommend open communication, talking often as a family for every family, regardless if your child is suffering from anxiety or not, because they may develop some worries once they are immersed back into the school environment that they're not used to. The takeaway is, as a community, we definitely need to focus on mental wellness as part of our new routine, especially for our children. And I I completely agree with that. I'm all about the kids getting back to a routine, and my kids are at the age where they absolutely need homework, so I'm all for the homework. I feel like that'll give them something to do, some focus, and learning is just an amazing way to keep your mind busy. Um, and that we've been having these conversations with our kids as well. And so for those kids that are very anxious, do you recommend having them speak with a therapist? Well, therapy for anxiety in children is done with the goal of being able to help them function well at school and in the community. So if they are unable to manage that anxiety with some of the things we talked about earlier and doing things at home, then yes, they would benefit from therapy. Um, But it's important to remember they don't need to be necessarily diagnosed with an anxiety disorder formally in order to benefit from some therapy. Typically for anxiety, therapy is done in the form of what we call cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT for short. And this is the proper term for a form of talk therapy that's very hands-on and has the premise of using problem-solving skills to change your negative thought patterns into more productive, positive ones. It can help children discover new ways of looking at things so that they respond differently when faced with a difficult situation. And this can be very, very practical for many situations regarding school. It's sometimes done with role play method. Um, It can be done through play therapy or just through talk sessions. It can be done with a parent present, depending on um, what is best for the individual child. And this CBT has really been shown to increase the child's sense of empowerment over their fears, increase their self-esteem. So if any parent feels their child would benefit from additional support like this as we prepare for back to school, I would encourage them to talk with their pediatrician or family doctor about resources in the community available for therapy for their child or even for the whole family. Dr. DiDonato, you know, I came across a survey recently that says parents are more likely than non-parents to turn to alcohol, and they did during the pandemic. What do you suggest for those parents who are struggling with anxiety and stress right now due to COVID? Well, I do want to emphasize that being anxious about a situation like this is completely normal. So those parents are completely valid in experiencing these emotions. Um, This has never happened before, and we are moving forward 
into the unknown. But ways to decrease that anxiety are creating a network of parents that are in the same situation and really talking about this, um, getting different perspectives. And the more, the more parents talk about it and the more parents talk to people in the same situation, I believe that anxiety will decrease. And we do have to go back to basics because the saying of healthy body, uh, healthy mind is very accurate. Mm -hmm. So being healthy with uh, diet, exercise, maintaining a regular sleep schedule is very important. And also kids, kids follow example. So um, if parents maintain a healthy, a healthy diet, a healthy lifestyle, kids will more likely follow and that will help with the anxiety levels of, of doing this. Now there's no right answer when it comes to uh, this situation. So advocating for your family, um, every case is, is slightly different. Um, so parents do know best for their family and advocating for the family is the best thing to do. And it's interesting that we talk about, you know, how everybody handles, you know, stress and anxiety differently. And my network mostly women, so, you know, we've been talking about this endlessly, but are, do you find that men and women are equally anxious about sending their kids to school, or is it, you know, a gender-specific, or, or, you know, one gender over the other is more anxious? Um, men and women seem to be affected equally in this pandemic. Before the pandemic, before COVID-19, it is well known that women have a 1.5 to 2 times more likely chance of suffering from anxiety. Now, is that because women report anxiety more often than men, or is it because men usually present with atypical symptoms of anxiety or depression, such as um, anger and irritability, and it's not recognized as anxiety? It's very difficult to say. However, a few weeks ago, um, Statistics Canada released a study showing that both the cases of anxiety for men and women increased proportionately equal. So it does look like this pandemic and COVID-19 are affecting both um, males and females equally. I'm not sure who wants to tackle this next question, uh, Dr. Simone or Dr. DiDonato, but are you concerned about a second wave and what can we do right now to maybe mitigate that impact? Now, I think by... You know, get, going to phase four, things are opening up, kids are going back to school, we can, ex we can expect increase in numbers. But I think Canada has done a very great job at um, flattening the curve and allowing our hospital systems and healthcare systems um, the ability to come up with the resources to maintain, uh, to maintain these, these cases and care for them. Um, I do think it's still very important that we maintain social distancing protocols and maintain social bubbles. Um, and again, like I said, kids do um, follow example. So if, if parents are maintaining the social distancing protocols and maintaining those bubbles, kids are more likely to do so as well. Everything we've been doing in this pandemic is to limit exposure and mitigate the risk and flatten that curve. So even though kids are going back to school, it's still important to limit exposure. And so I've, I've had this discussion with my kids, um, you know, the last few weeks, letting them know that, you know, they have chosen to go back to school, which means that we are going to have to, you know, be really strict about our bubbles. And we have kind of created two bubbles, so one side of the family and the other side of the family. Do you think it's a wise 
choice or do you recommend maybe keeping the elderly grandparents or the elderly people in your lives um, kind of distant for a little bit and, and reverting back to a different phase, like earlier phases of social distancing? Is that good protection for the elderly group? Yeah, this is a very common question that we're seeing a lot right now. Um, and first of all, I just want to emphasize whether or not a family is sending their child back to school, we still um, need to be maintaining social distancing at all times. Um, I do think it's important to keep in mind whenever around elderly or immunocompromised um, to make sure that you're wearing a face mask and limiting close contact as much as possible. Um, however, this is going to be our new norm, so we still need to find a way to you know, have those relationships and maybe gather outside or you know, from across the room wear a face mask where maybe we've become a little bit more comfortable in our bubbles not keeping up those measures. Um, I think we do need to revert back to the face mask wearing and limiting contact, but if we're doing so safely, then I think it's still okay for kids to see their grandparents. If you were to leave us with one thought from each of you, what would it be right now? What is your main message then as we head into the new school year for parents? I think not, su not suppressing the anxiety people are feeling and, uh, and talking about the issues is very important. The more we talk about it, the less anxious we'll be about it. And for me, from a pediatric standpoint, um, just touching on some of the things Dr. Adita not have said, but whenever I'm talking about overall health, I like to describe four pillars of what I believe build a healthy child. And although they may seem simple, they're all very important. And those are going back to the basics, diet, exercise, sleep, and mental health. And so while we're all managing our mental health right now, we do need to continue to keep up all of those other um, healthy lifestyles. And that is the best advice, guys, you know, just keeping up with maintaining our health and being happy and positive and as healthy as possible, I think, is amazing information and great advice. And I want to thank you guys both so much for your insight. I know parents will be extremely grateful. And if listeners want to learn more about you, how can they do that? We have a shared Instagram page called Two Docs in a Pod, which is focused on lifestyle, health, and wellness for people of all ages. And we would be happy to answer any questions or receive any comments there. So you can message us directly on our Instagram page with the handle at twodocs.inapod. That's terrific. Thank you so much. And Dr. Claudia, please remind our listeners how to connect with you. You can find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Machiella or my new website, www.claudiamachiella.com. That's our show for previous broadcasts of The Wellness Prescription. Go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region. The Wellness Prescription has been brought to you by Healthy Planet. This is 1059 The Region.